Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is another Street Tips segment and German street photographer Martin Waltz is on the show. Hello Martin, what's new since we recorded the Berlin special many months ago now? What's new with you? Hello Valérie, thank you for having me. What's new? um, A year of photography in Berlin, and I was in Krakow and in Munich and several other places. It was a good year. I had um, three major awards um, that I I won. One was the uh, PX3, the uh, Prix de Photographie Paris. And um, I became a master at the Canum, and right now I'm preparing an exhibit uh, that will opening on the 30th of February of January, sorry, in Berlin, which awesome. I'm very excited about. Great. How long is the exhibit going to be there for? It's going to be for the whole February. Nice. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, we were just talking before we went on the air that exhibits are a lot of fun, but they're a lot of work. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. And Anytime you think you're done with the work, there's still something to do. Yeah. It, it's it's but, amazing amount of work. Yeah, I um, I know. And, and, but it's so, it's so important as artists to show our work in in different ways than just always online. And I feel like I haven't had an exhibit in at least four years, if not five. But it's that little ego boost that artists need once in a while, <laughs> I feel. Yes, Don't you I, think? I remember the... the um, the first one I had with a solo exhibition and uh, the moment before the guests came and I was alone in the room and it was all my, my images on the yeah. wall and it looked all great and I was so happy with it. I, it was the greatest moment of the whole exhibition was really seeing my work working together in, in one white room, nice prints, nicely framed. Yes. Yeah, it is awesome. So, um, well, I, I'll, I wish you a, a great, great exhibit. Uh, I myself am planning probably one this year and one next year. Um, keeping my fingers awesome. crossed that I can actually keep it, you know, keep it going and and uh, not getting too stressed about it. <laughs> because, because again, yeah, it is, it is a lot of work. So you have 10 tips to share with us today. I'm excited. Absolutely. Great. So, hey, let's just start with tip number one. Tip number one is ignore all tips on how to become a great street photographer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, we could end right here, but in a way, it's a paradoxical tip because um, if you could end right here, you would have listened to a tip. Now, uh, the point is um, so many people tell other people or feel entitled to tell other people, this is how to shoot street. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is, I think, if you're doing street photography, you need to think for yourself and you need to decide for yourself what is worth and what is interesting. All these people who are are making rules right now, um, bear in mind that all the old masters have broken every rule that is in the book. True. So true. And who who really made the rules anyways? Yeah, that's 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 a funny thing. The rules are, are usually made by by people who feel somehow uh, entitled to say what's good street photography today. Mostly these are editors of um 
online groups um, that have a certain reputation for being state-of-the-art uh, street photography. Mm -hmm. And I, I very much disagree with a lot what has said there. And I think a lot of what we see in street photography today is what we see as street photography that is uh, highly acclaimed. It is artistic, interesting, but it's it's really like a bit like Paganini art. It, it's virtuoso, but, but I miss the statement behind it. So really do your own thing. That's the number yeah. one rule. I so agree because really, uh, unless you're planning on, you know, entering a lot of contests or, and the judges are those people who think they, <laughs> they, they know all the rules, uh, then who cares? Do what makes you happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great first step. So ignore all the tips on how to become a great street photographer. Okay. Tip number two. Tip number two is observe the world around you mindfully. Um, I think when you shoot street, the important thing is really to see everything that's happening around you and not just thinking, oh, I need a good frame, but but just seeing what's there and, and be with everything that's going around you. And from there, you can start to find interesting frames and interesting shots. Um, I think that's an, that's a, of tremendous importance to simply see what, what what's the place around you, what's the light, what's the ambience, what's the overall mood, what's the building structure, everything. Yeah, maybe slow down a little bit and Absolutely. put the camera down. Just don't, I mean, just ab ab absorb. Yeah, and that's usually when it comes to a scene that I'm... Mm -hmm. um, and don't start shooting right away. And uh, I simply look around and and get in the scene, get get the feel of it. And eventually I start shooting. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a way of, of getting in the zone. Do you have a, does anything help you? Some people listen to music. Some people, um, what, when you get on the street, I like personally, I like to absorb the, the, the noise, the, the smells to get, in the in the zone i don't like distraction like listening to music but different things for different people um sometimes i, I like to listen to music but same as you i feel that the noise of the city communicates mm -hmm. uh, a lot about um uh, the ambience and the mood and about what's really going on i i one time was really dragged to foot uh, to to football um fans who were celebrating really nearby and I didn't see them but I could hear them and so I went and I would have never heard them if I had in, in ears with music in my ears. Yeah true. So so that's really part of it. Yeah that, that I had a similar experience actually in New York a couple years ago um, in a distance in the Lower East Side I heard music and, uh, and it was actually some kind of a funeral procession or something. It was really, really interesting. Um, and same thing. Had I not paid attention to the sounds around me, I would have probably not gone out of my way to find it. So, and, and also for safety reason, it's always good not to always listen to music because yes. uh, you never know. Okay, that's a good tip. Uh, tip number three. Tip number three is do not judge. Um, it, it happens to me quite often that I'm somewhere out and I think, oh, this is the wrong place. Uh, the light doesn't work for me. The wrong kind of people. And it's all ugly. And I don't know. 
I'd rather be somewhere else. <laughs> and when I'm in this judging mood, nothing happens happens image-wise. Yeah. And once I say, okay, now I'm here, and let's see what's there, then things come. So um, I really, it's, it's personal experience that I really need to go beyond this judging mind and really say, this is the situation here, I'm with it, and I accept it as it is, and yeah. I see what I can do. And if nothing happens, nothing happens, that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, if if you can't make any pictures, you're the only one to blame. It's not the street. Exactly. The street always has something to offer. You may not exactly. be in your day, or you may not be in the mood for it. But yeah, that is that is true, and it's easy to do, especially. Uh, well, you know, you you're in Berlin. It's not quite as cold as what we have here in Minneapolis, but it gets pretty nasty in the winter. It's easy to get really down because it's it's uncomfortable and and. Um, and and you feel miserable because of the weather but those those days can offer the the best images too absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. i mean there is um I, i can see that right now a lot of my images are very very dark because yeah. we have very <laughs> sunlight and um, if i want to have pointed light usually i have to shoot at night and working with the street lights so so yes um but but still there there is um yes Any any weather situation, any light situation offers offers ample uh, opportunities. Yeah, but of course, summer is much much easier. Yeah, well, there are more subjects to uh, to choose from. But uh, you you're a bit of a minimalist in your approach, uh, as I am, and I I kind of like it when it's more deserted. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it's it's absolutely you you have. Um, For example, in London, you have, you have often the situation that you it's very difficult to separate subjects yeah. because they are coming crowds and crowds and crowds yeah. and how to compose a nice image there. And when it's uh, minus 10 degrees Celsius or something like that, you don't have that much of a problem in yeah. separating the people. That's right. And the nice thing, if the weather situation is bad, people do not care if you shoot because they just want to move on. That's right. And they behave differently. In rainy days, people just are in a hurry. They don't, they run, they don't walk. You know, same with the cold weather. They, their body language is different. They hunch over, they, they want to, so you have different, different gestures. It's, it's yeah, quite absolutely. interesting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. True. It's all about em embracing whatever's out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So make make the best of uh, any situation, basically. Uh, great tip. Uh, tip number four. Tip number four is great ego, great photography. Choose one. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I observe a lot of people who are really, uh, to whom it seems important to, to make a certain stance or have a certain impact. And uh, what I always observe with them is at some time their, their ego and their photography are in a conflict. So, so it's uh, either become very strong in your opinions about everything, which would make you a great editor, or stay, stay humble and be a good photographer. I think it's... Um, have a lot of opinions about anything with photography doesn't help you in becoming a very good photographer yeah because a very good photographer is one that is very very open-minded and will quite often say 
I really don't know exactly. So I'm looking and I'm trying and I'm working on it. Yeah, that is a good point. And, um, and, and photographers in general have pretty fragile egos. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good tip. Good tip. Uh, tip number five. Tip number five is study composition. Um, I think great, a great image always has great composition behind it. Great composition is not necessarily sufficient to make a great image, but all great images are necessarily well composed. And what I feel that a lot of people who are doing street photography and usually when they begin, they say, oh, I shot some people. That's cool. But mm -hmm. uh, it would be so much greater if, if they observed some basic rules of composition or br broke these rules uh, knowingly. Yeah, for sure. D don't, don't rely on the lucky shot. Just put more intent, really, in your, in your composition. And then study why, I think, too, when you look at other, other photographers' work is, and what makes a strong image. Maybe it was not a conscious decision, but like maybe there is just a triangle that makes for a stronger image because that that will work or any of the uh, composition rules or why that rule was broken. Why is it more? Why is it um, a stronger image because they, that rule was broken and so forth? So I think it's, it helps in, in your own work, but also helps to look at others work and, and try to determine, OK, why this why is this image? so strong yes mm -hmm. yes yes I, I spend a lot um a lot of time going to museums and ever since i took up photography i'm very much interested in in uh pictures i never looked paintings i never looked before like old dutch mm -hmm. masters yes. or something like that because i simply say okay how did they place the subject how did they work with the light yeah uh what were the things uh, like Monet, how did he do his landscapes? How is everything placed in there? It's so interesting to yeah. study that. Yeah, isn't that something? I same here. You know, I before I became a photographer, I didn't really pay attention to any of that, and now I, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much you know what I notice uh, of any painting. It's like okay, look at the use of light and and things like that. It's really interesting. Yeah, so it, it helps to actually look at. Art besides yeah, art photography. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, study composition. And and don't you feel that with as we get um, as we as we get better at this, um, I mean we sh I mean at first you you have to overthink composition because you're learning and but as you get better at this you don't have to overthink this composition thing it kind of comes naturally and you you compose uh, with with your heart absolutely. you just it just happens and like I was pointing that out recently on a presentation I said okay well look here all the all those All those rules made this image stronger, but I didn't think of them when I shot this. It just happened. I saw it. I shot it. So, um, and I'm not quite sure when we get to that point, you know, it's not really clearly defined in your photography. All of a sudden you pr pretty much see photographically how to make a stronger image. It's not like it's a switch that's turned on, but, but eventually it happens. And I think 
that's what people have to be aware of, that eventually you don't have to think of all those rules. It just happens, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really part of really training, shooting a lot, mm -hmm. and also uh, being a strong critic of your own work. Yeah. And really saying, uh, looking at your stuff and saying, okay, this does not work, but why doesn't it work? Yeah. I, I had an idea, and, and now I see the image, and the image is flat, no impact, no interest. What went wrong? And composition is pretty often the one point that, that went wrong. So, yeah. so it's a good thing to really look at your own work. Yeah, and then and then uh, try to join some groups that offer critiques too. Um, Absolutely, getting critiques from people you you trust and respect. Uh, and actually, on the Street Focus Google page, um, there are some critiques happening online. Um, uh, thank you, thanks to some administrators of the group that are taking care of that in different countries in the world. So we cover several time zones, and you don't have to be. Uh, a great photographer to participate in a critique because there is already something to say even if it's like okay i love this image but then why just say why what is it in this that you love because obviously there is something that speaks to you so participating in critiques can be very valuable not only of your own work but to listen to critiques of other people's work that's really where you grow the most yeah, I, I so agree. It's it, it really both parts. It, it's getting your own work critiqued and it is really critiquing, critiquing the work of others and learning to, to judge the work of others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, a great, uh, great tip. Uh, okay, tip number six. Tip number six is simple. New gear will not improve your photography. I mean... Many photographers, mostly male photographers, are gearheads, which means they need to have the newest, the latest, the best. And um, when they come back shooting with their new gear, they are usually a bit disappointed because uh, the new gear does not translate in better imagery. Yeah. And um, so I always, when I'm confronted with the idea of buying new gear, I'm, I'm always asking myself, what kind of shot will I get then, which I'm not able to get right now? And Good is point. really gear the answer? Mm -hmm. And quite often it's not. True. Yeah. I always find it funny too, how, uh, especially this time of the year, when so many new cameras are going to be announced, all the buzz around that and, oh, and this information was leaked and look at this is coming out next week. And I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I don't pay attention to any of that. I'm completely oblivious to that. Uh, that really is like, where would you, why would you focus your attention, your attention on that when, you know, the whole point is to be out there with your camera. It works unless it's yeah. broken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see, you're, you're shooting a lot with the Fuji X. Mm -hmm. So do I. Um, I had little thoughts about upgrading the X100S to the X100T. Mm -hmm. I think you did the same. Yeah. And um, it's simply it's simply better, faster, smoother, and uh, works better. And the cost was very, uh, very acceptable of upgrading. And that I did, and, and I never regretted it. But on the other hand, Right now, buying buying a, a new camera for several thousand euros that that's really something to think about. 
Yeah. You could rather spend your time, if you want to improve your photography, spend your time on a workshop or on yeah. an online course, or buy books, or yeah. simply go to museums. Yeah, and uh, or a little trip, you know, that's uh, some, um, that's what I, one of the suggestions on my uh, tips for the new year. So maybe make 2016 the, the year that instead of investing in new gear, maybe you're going to invest in education instead or, or, or a trip to a city that you've always wanted to see. Um, for sure, that will probably help your photography a lot more than getting a new lens. But, uh, but I understand how tempting it is. I mean, there's new stuff. Bigger, better stuff <laughs> released all the time, and and uh, for people who love getting the latest and greatest, yeah, that would be very tempting. I'm so glad I'm not one of them uh, because um, I like the familiarity of my gear, and just yes. uh, like right now, I actually I I do have a, a camera to play with that hasn't been released yet, and it's like oh no. <laughs> camera I have to get familiar with when, you know, I can use my X100T without even, you know, with my eyes closed because I know those dials so well and uh, and I just love it. And so, yeah, it's it's fun to try something different, something new. But on the other hand, it's, uh, yeah, it's it could be counterproductive with your photography because it's it's getting familiarized with something new when you, you know, the more you know your camera and the more the more it becomes an extension of your vision, the better off you're going to be and the better work you're going, to, you're going to, to make. Yeah, this is so important, really, to know your gear. I, I remember once last year I was in a situation where I was shooting, it was more or less pitch black with pointed little light against me. I didn't see nearly anything. And I had a Fuji out with me, and luckily... I knew really everything by heart and I could operate it mm -hmm. very smoothly. And this with a new camera would have been a disaster. But what's <laughs> that right now? And oh, I don't recall. And, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so true. So uh, tip number seven now. Tip number seven is embrace failure. Mm -hmm. I think um, I shoot a lot and I delete a lot. And I think one of the most important things is not to overthink your decision if you are taking a picture or not, but simply taking it and decide to at a later stage if it worked out or not. And being okay with that most of your shots will be crap. I think it's, uh, it's the normal situation in street photography. And I have yet to meet a street photographer who tells me that he doesn't delete most of what he shoots. <laughs> yeah. So true, so true, and and nobody. And the the saying is not you learn from your successes; it's you learn from your mistakes, right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. It, it, it's so important to to have a look at not simply delete your failures, but really ask yourself why didn't it work out? Yeah. What did I want to achieve at that moment, and and what's missing here? Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely important. For sure. Great. Embrace failure. Uh, tip number eight. Tip number eight is simply shoot a lot. I think uh, photography is like a training sport and, and you can't be you can't be a good photographer from the couch. If you're a student <laughs> photographer and if you want to be good at it, it means you need to go out on a very regular basis and shoot a lot and keep keep 
in practice, uh, get used to your cameras, get used to situations. And it's simply training. And like all training, do it a lot and you will grow in your in your skills. Yeah. Or don't do it a lot and you will not develop your skills. That's right. Yeah. And um, and it's to be stagnant in in your art is not a good place to be you need to you need to push yourself you need to uh get out of your comfort zone try new things and uh and um and if if you feel like you're in a rut um well then try something different you know <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> mix absolutely. it up a little bit That's, yeah yeah nobody yeah. said try that street it. photographers only have to shoot street right yeah yes it was um quite quite amazing i was once out with uh marie lenio in london shooting yeah and i saw her shooting little details of architecture yeah and i said i i never see you publishing that and she said oh no i won't it's just training and <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing is i do very much the same when yeah. i see something nice I, i will make a nice picture of it and uh, it, it will go to the bin or for personal use i will never say this is great street photography but simply trying to get a good frame is good training oh definitely yeah i mean uh, and a good photographer should be able to shoot pretty much anything so um I agree. whatever you learn shooting other things and i work on other projects you know like ordinary ordinary objects all the time still life stuff because whatever you gain from those skills <coughs> will make you a better photographer and will prepare you for situations on the streets uh at some Absolutely. point mm -hmm. for sure absolutely yeah, yeah. and so, i think take the the great thing about street photography is really taking an interest in everything that's mm -hmm. around you yeah. so so you see little things that are interesting you you'd never saw before before you took up with photography yeah. yeah absolutely yeah for sure yeah it's a great practice i mean if uh, people are in a rut just uh photograph something in your house that's completely ordinary and make it look extraordinary work with light work with work in post-processing whatever it takes just uh just press that shutter <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, often yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to leave yeah. your house even just do something around your house <laughs> yeah sure. if, you, if you're stuck the the most important rule or piece of advice you can give is shoot anyway yeah yeah stay with it yeah do self-portraits i mean there's so much we can be i mean we don't need any other subjects in ourselves we can practice we can be our own subjects yeah right right i mean i mean rembrandt shot he didn't shoot he painted <laughs> over 100 self portraits so yeah. so yes that was practice it's a very valid project absolutely yeah, for sure awesome uh number 9 number 9 is we talked a bit about it already yeah. get outside feedback on your work yeah i think it's extremely important to have uh, some the opinion of somebody else on your work and at the same time bit piece of advice get trusted feedback on your work yeah there are there are a lot of uh very unskilled critics in the street photography world so um i think what happens in in the street focus group in uh, on g plus is simply great because you have a close community of people who are well behaving and are well-meaning and try to get something like that yeah it is important because it can be so damaging to get uh, feedback, you know, some nasty feedback from someone. Because, uh, you know, you have to have 
well, first of all, to be out there on social media, you have to have thick skin because there are people that are out there just to to be <laughs> to be mean and uh and it can be so damaging to uh, a new photographer or somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of uh self-confidence yet so uh it's important to get the feedback from people that are who are well-intended and know what they're talking about yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely i i've seen terrible people really giving terrible, terrible critiques and, 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 and I've seen people being discouraged by it and there's, there's no point in it. So, so yes, get a, get a, go to a good group that is uh, managed and well, uh, that has an admin and, and where's the code of how to give critique. Yeah. 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 And, and a critique should never be negative. It should be constructive. And Absolutely. there is always something good to say, and there is always room for improvement, no matter what. But it should never be a dramatic experience. <laughs> no, That's terrible. no, not yeah. at all. And there's there's no no point in it. I, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's really a bit like um, once if you know each other, and if you're in a good working relationship, you can say, okay, um, I have some friends who show me photos on a regular basis. And uh, once they get to know me, I can say, okay, that's crap. And I will explain you why. And so, yeah. um, but I would never say that to somebody I I don't know really in person and who does not know me very well. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, it can be, um, everything can be uh, presented in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. And, and there, there's no gain in, um, in, in going all negative on people. Yeah, absolutely and, not. And uh, destroying their dreams. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and um, quite, quite honestly, um, if we see the work of artists, uh, other than photography and even photography, we see the masters, and the masters had stronger works and weaker works. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody says, hey, come on, the second symphony of Beethoven, uh, we should delete that because it's actually not as strong as the first or the third, not even to mention the fifth or the, or the ninth. So <laughs> let's ignore the second. No, nobody says that. Yeah. Same with, with Mozart's piano concertos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, but, a, it's okay to have weaker work. That's Absolutely. right, yeah. Yeah, it shows that we're uh, we're humans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. And finally, tip number ten. Tip number ten is have something to say. It, I think eventually, when you're shooting a lot in the street, um, you should ask yourself and find find an answer to it. What is it? What I want to convey with these images? Mm -hmm. What is my agenda? What is important to me? And um, I think it's an interesting question and not just saying, oh, that looked interesting and so I shot it, which is very okay and which is most of the time exactly what I will do. But uh, sometimes it's really to say, do I have an agenda? Do I want to express something? And really asking these questions, how would you describe your imagery? And not one image, but a stream of 10 or 20 or 50 images. What is the agenda there? I think it's very important to think about that. Yeah, so true. Yeah, but put put again. It's about putting more intent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and why did you choose that 
focal length, you know, for this particular shot? Or why are you focusing on this and not that? And just knowing before you press the shutter, why are you making those decisions? Um, And not just blindly shoot, 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 hoping that something will come out. Uh, I mean, yes, in some situation that may work, but um, you don't get as much satisfaction from it either. And I don't think you learn as much from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, when Cathy Bresson once said, um, you should think about your photography before you shoot and after you shoot. Mm-hmm. While you're shooting, it should go automatically. <laughs> I yeah. think there's a lot of wisdom in that. That's true. Once in the zone, you simply do whatever feels interesting. And one of the most important things I had to learn is really trust my instinct and shoot at the moment where I feel it's, it's the moment to shoot. Yeah. But afterwards and before, when you're editing, when you say, will I ditch this? Will I keep this? Will I show it? Uh, really ask yourself, what are you saying with this image? What's yeah. the story behind? That's true. So, so true. Well, this has been really great. And uh, I'm kind of glad because, uh, well, we, 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 we know that we share very similar ideas on on street photography and how to approach it and and things like that and and indeed we we do because those tips are I totally agreed with with all of them and um, and I don't always do <laughs> which is fun about this uh, this segment on the show uh, I always I always learn a lot and uh, and although a lot of those tips of course will repeat themselves from one guest to another we all have something different to say. And uh, and that's what makes this uh, this segment quite popular. So, thank you so much, Martin, for uh, for sharing your tips. Um, where can people go see more of your work and find out about this exhibit if they happen to be in Berlin um, in February? Yeah, my my website is streetberlin.net, and if you're on Instagram, you can follow me on Street Berlin as well. Okay. So that would be the easiest way. And both have links to the exhibit. Sounds good. Yes. And I love Instagram. I only joined like three, four weeks ago, finally. But it's been really, really fun. Why didn't I do yeah, that it, sooner? It, it, I ask myself the self. I, uh, the same. I joined um, last 20, roughly a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really fun because it's a lot of... Um, I use a lot of mobile photography and simply I see something, I snap it, I process yeah. it in, in uh, on the smartphone and I post it and it's really fun. It, it, it makes shooting a bit more easier. And I have to say, I have a little love affair with the square format. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I rarely used that before. Do you I'm, ever um, set your Fuji on square and JPEG and just stick with it? No, no, no. I usually shoot with um, three by two, mm-hmm. and um, might eventually crop afterwards. Okay, yeah, I've been uh, well. I sometimes I do, but I I keep that consistency for one of my projects, which is uh, museum goers, and that's when I photograph people in museums. And that one, I've since day one, I've shot in square and a black and white setting jpeg and camera and um it's kind of fun it's um it's good training and and square is a pretty strong format yeah yeah absolutely square means also a lot you really have to think about composition yeah. because the square format it's easily boring 
Yeah. And it's it's good. It's good practice. I mean, yeah, you can definitely do that with your phone. But um, most cameras, you know, you can make the you can set your your LCD to square to see in a square. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, photographers should all experiment with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. I agree. Well, thank you. thank you so much, Martin. And again, thank you, this has been Thanks fun. For having me. And I hope uh, we get to finally meet in person maybe this year, either in Paris or if I ever make it back to Berlin. To Berlin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. That would, that would be great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and my we, pleasure. We are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And if you enjoy it, please don't forget to share on social media and spread the love. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hey!